Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. excited about 2019. This is the second Sunday of the year, my first time to preach in 2019. I have been off for a couple of weeks, and so I got a little extra preach in me today, all right? I'm a little extra excited, so I'm going to need a little help. How many will give me a big amen? Come on, how many will give me a little hallelujah? Come on, how many give me a little preach it, preacher? Come on, maybe some of you need to get a white hanky and get it out today because, man, I am fired up to preach, and I am excited about this year, all the things that God has in store. I mean, there's just something about a brand new year that just gives you a fresh hope and a fresh anticipation about what God wants to do. And every year around this year, this time of year, we have kind of a, it's kind of become a little tradition here at LifeGate that we pray and and we ask the Lord to give us one word. Everybody say one word. One word. A word for the year that just kind of gives us direction and kind of guidance for the year. And we do that as a church. I do that in my own personal life. In fact, I would challenge you, if you haven't yet done that for your year to pray, it's not too late to do that. If you want to know a little more about that, I preached a whole sermon on it a few years ago. It's called One Word. You can find that in the podcast. But I would challenge you to do that. I've done it in my own life. And as a church, like we pray and say, God, what is one word that would just kind of be the word that gives us direction for the year? And every year when we do this, most years, here's what I kind of do is, is like I kind of build it up real big for you, you know? Like I just build up the anticipation and like just get to that, you know, to that breaking point. I'll preach a whole sermon or maybe even a whole series to get you to this dramatic place where I bring the big reveal of the word for the year. This year I'm not going to do that. In fact, this year, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you the word for this year right from the start. How many would like to know what the word for the year is today? Thank you for those three people that are helping me. Like, I'm building it up. I'm so excited. And some of y'all are like, oh, yeah, I want to know. You know. No, how many want to know what the word for the year this year? I, here's what we're going to do. I want you to give me a drum roll on your leg. Or on your leg, just a little drum roll. Here we go. The word for this year is Move. <laughs> Everybody look at your neighbor and just tell them, move. Tell them, look at your other neighbor and just tell them, pack your bags, bro, because it's time, it's time to move. That's the word for this year. As I've prayed and asked the Lord to put it on my heart, it's actually a little bit obvious because really for the last two years, we have been building. You see the things. Come on, isn't it exciting to see what's happening out there with the building? This week they put the signs up there. That looks so great, and I was so excited about that. And I was thinking about, you know, the last couple of years, two years ago, I stood here on this stage, and I said, here's the word for the year. The word for the year is build. And for the last two years, that's what we have been doing. But I'm excited to tell you today, it's time to move, y'all. Pack your bags, because we are 
moving. Come on, right? And, and I'm so excited about this. In fact, I just want to tell you that hopefully if everything goes according to plan, and you know it doesn't always go according to plan, but I think we got a little leeway to be able to tell you this, that we are planning to have a soft opening to our new worship facility sometime in March. That's exciting, right? Only a couple of months from now, and if you want to mark it on your calendar, you can mark this down. I really believe we'll be able to hit this date on April 14th. Write it down. That will be our grand opening of our brand new worship facility. Then the next Sunday is Easter, so we're going to be able to see some momentum that's going to happen as we're going to move in to that brand new building. And it's exciting. Isn't moving exciting? I know it's a pain sometimes, but it's exciting. How many of you ever have uh, moved to a new house? Raise your hand. Some of you are like, I had not had a new house. Okay, new to you house. How many ever moved to maybe a new to you house? And there's something about, there's this anticipation. Of course, there's the memories of the old house. And as you're packing your bags, you're packing the stuff all up, you're going through the stuff and you're remembering all the things and all the times and you're looking at the pictures and all the things that have happened in the four walls of that house. And yet at the same time, like there's this anticipation of what the new house is going to be like, what the new life is going to be like, what the future holds and I think that's kind of the season that we're in right now as a church as we look forward to where God is moving us I mean of course there's some incredible memories of all the things I get a little nostalgic when I think about all the things that have happened in this room over the years even in the you know the 11 years that that I've been the pastor in this room of the things that have happened in those seats and in these altar areas and within the four walls of this room it's just incredible Incredible. I, I was thinking about the people that have gotten married right here where I'm standing and the people who have said goodbye to loved ones in this room. The people who have been baptized in this room and dedicated their children to the Lord in this room. And God has spoken to people and answered prayers in this room and on and on and on. All the things that have happened right here in this room. And yet, even though I have all those memories and all that nostalgia of all that stuff, yet still there's this anticipation in our hearts as to what God wants to do next. Pack your bags, y'all. We're moving. Come on. And there's more to this idea or this word of move than just like going from house to house or place to place. But when you study the definition of move, it can be from place to place. But it also can have this, this connotation or this idea of advancing forward. Everybody say advance forward of advancing forward. And of course, this year, we're going to move into a new place, from place to place. But really, I believe in my heart, the real meaning of this word that God has given us for this year is more in this definition, that God wants us to advance forward. See, here's the thing, is that God is a God of movement. God never wants us to stay in the same place for too long. He is always growing us, always changing us, always moving us forward. The Bible says from glory to glory to glory to glory. And here's what I believe with all of my heart that this year God wants to take many of you from where you're at to a new place. He wants to move you forward in what he has for you. 
And that's what we're going to study over this next few weeks in this series, kind of a vision series for the year. What we're going to do is we're going to look through the Bible at a few different times when God asked people to move. We're going to look at a few little passages about about moving and, and about advancing forward. And we're going to start today by looking at one of my favorite passages about moving. Well, really one of my favorite characters in the whole Bible. He's found in Genesis chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open it up to Genesis. 12 and verse 1, really a passage that's, that's near and dear to my heart, which I'll explain that in just a minute. And it's about a guy named Abram. Everybody say Abram. Abram. Now that sounds kind of funny because probably we know him better as Abraham, right? How many have ever heard of Abraham before? If you don't know anything about Abraham, you probably at least know Father Abraham had many sons. Come on. Y'all know that song, right? And the reason for that song is because he became what is known as the father of our faith. But in this story, we're seeing him at the very beginning of the journey. And his name is not yet Abraham. His name is Abram. And God speaks to Abram and tells him, it's time to move. Let's look at it together in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. And the Lord said to Abram, pack your bags. Actually, I added that part. All right. Pack your bags. Leave your country and your people and your father's household to the land and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham did what? Abraham went as the Lord had told him. Now this passage, man, it has a special meaning in my life. And the reason is because God spoke to us a little over 13 years ago to make a move very similar to this to the move that God asked Abram to make. In fact, it was through this passage that God actually spoke to us. Many of you've heard the story that God spoke to us about leaving our hometown in Midland, Texas, out in West Texas. Come on, represent West Texas, y'all, and and leave West Texas and move to Burleson, to a place that we didn't know anybody, to a place that we didn't know what the future holds, to a place that we didn't even know where we were going, to leave what we knew and move ahead into something new that God has for us. And it's in part because of this passage that this church is actually even here today. And I think about how God told Abram to move, and I think about how God spoke to us to move, and how by faith we packed up all our bags got all our stuff, put it in a U-Haul trailer, and moved to a city that we didn't know, to a people that didn't know us. And you could easily say, well, that was the end of the move, but that first move was only the first move. Because since that time, we have been endeavoring to move forward every single day into the purpose and plan that God has for us. And here's what I want to tell you. God wants to move you forward in the same way. Some of you would say, you know what, man, I've taken some steps of faith in the past and praise God for that. That is great. But guess what? God has some more steps of faith for you to take right now. You see, God's never done with us. Guess what? Even when we move into that new building, it's going to be so exciting to cut that ribbon and to dedicate that building and have that grand opening. But guess what? That move ain't going to be the last move. It's actually just the first move in a series of moves that God is going to continue to call us to make as a church. And it's the same way for every single one of you. 
God is calling you to move forward. And it never stops. You never arrive. You always keep moving in the purpose and plan that God has for you. But let's be honest. You know, sometimes I think we get a little stuck. In fact, I think there are some of you that maybe are here today, if you're really honest with yourself, you would have to say, you know what, I haven't moved in a long time. I've been kind of where I'm at right now. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Pack your bags because it's time to move forward. So you say, well, Pastor, how do, how do I do that? Well, I just want us to look at this story of Abram. And I want you to just see four little, little quick things here today of what does it mean to move towards God? If you're taking notes, the first one is this. If you're going to move towards God, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be honest. Everybody say, be honest. You have to be honest about where you're at right now. In fact, this is what we see happen with Abram. If you just back up a couple of verses to Genesis chapter 11, you see where the story before the story kind of begins. Look at what it says. It says, Now Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, which was Abram's wife, and they set out from, from the Ur of Chaldeans for the land of what? Everybody say this word. For the land of Canaan. But when they got as far as Haran, look at this, it's so important. They settled down there. I want you to notice, this is so important. They had set out for a land called Canaan. But when they got to a place of Haran, something happened along the way. They hadn't yet got to the destination that they had started toward. They were part way there. And somewhere along the way, they maybe they got comfortable. Maybe they kind of liked it there. And instead of continuing and completing the journey, the Bible says they settled down there. And I wonder how many of you are in this room that are a little bit like that. Like God has a purpose, a plan, a promise, and you started out towards it. You started out moving towards the destination that God has for your life, but somewhere along the way you found a place where maybe it got too difficult or maybe you got to a place that was a little bit kind of comfortable and somewhere along the way you settled down there. I think this is the kind of thing that happens really about six weeks into every single year. Because the first of the year, what do we do? We get so excited about the changes that we're going to make. And maybe we call them resolutions, maybe we don't, but we all have the stuff in our mind of what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in better shape, or I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to read my Bible every day, or I'm going to go to church every Sunday, or I'm going to be a better husband, or a better spouse, or a better whatever it is. And we have all these thoughts in our mind of what we're going to do. And we start out really strong towards the destination, but somewhere around Valentine's Day. Come on, right? In fact, I read a a statistic one time that said, by Valentine's Day, 75% of all people have broken their New Year's resolution. Some of you are like, Valentine's Day, it's only the 13th, and I already broke mine today. And why is that? I think because many, many times we start off strong, but somewhere along the way we settle down. And here's the problem with that is that, is that when we stop moving forward, first of all, Obviously, we're never going to get to the destination if we don't keep moving, and that's a big problem, right? But the second, and I think even bigger problem, is this, is that if you're not moving forward, guess what's going to eventually happen? You're going to be moving backwards. And there are many people that that describes you. Like somewhere along the way, you settled down. You, you stopped moving forward, and you thought, I can settle here, but guess what? You don't just stay there. The tendency is to drift 
back. In fact, how many have ever been to the beach, right? A few years ago, we went on a beach vacation. My girls were, were little and went to South Padre. And I remember we're out there playing in the, in the waves. And the waves were pretty strong that day. And I remember we're, we're, we're you know, it's probably been 30, 45 minutes out there playing. And I wasn't really paying attention. And all of a sudden, I looked up and I looked back. And the hotel where we were staying that was right there, all of a sudden was like way over there. How many have ever experienced that before? And what happened? Like, I didn't realize it, but we had drifted. Many of you, if you're honest, this is where you're at. You'd have to say, you know what, somewhere along the way, I stopped moving forward. And I didn't just stay where I was. Like, I began to move backwards. I didn't mean to, but I drifted away from God. I drifted away from the purpose that God has for me. Others of you would have to say, you know what, I'm a whole lot less like Abram, and, and I'm more like I'm more like Jonah, like God told me to go, and I went in the opposite direction. And here's what I want to tell you. Today, you just got to start by being honest. Where are you at? In fact, I, I just challenge you, just do a little evaluation today. Where are you at spiritually? What areas of your life have you maybe stopped moving forward as a husband, as as a father, maybe, maybe in your spiritual disciplines. I don't know what area, maybe in the things that you've allowed in your thought life. And, and maybe you would just be honest and say, you know what, I'm not moving forward. Maybe I'm even, even moving backwards. And it all starts with this. If you're going to move towards God, you've got to be honest about where you're at right now. Number two, write this down. Not only do we need to be honest, number two, we've got to be open. Everybody say open. Be open to where God wants you to go. In fact, this is what we see happen in our text in Genesis 12 too. God told Abram, leave your, your country and your family and your father's home for the land that I will show you and I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you and I'll make you famous and you'll be a blessing and I'll bless those who bless you and those who curse you. I will curse and all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. In fact, write this down today. Abram settled where he was until he saw a vision of where he could be. Many of us, the reason that we've settled where we're at is because we've lost sight of the vision of where we could be. God told Abram, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to use you. And the same promise that God had for Abram, he has for every single one of you today. And so if you're going to move forward, here's what you got to do. You got to see it. And you got to be open to it. In fact, some of you, here's what you're going to need to do. You need to, get, you need to get in a place with God and say, God, what are you saying to me? Show to me once again the vision that you have for me. And whatever it is that you say, I'm open. In fact, some of you say, I'm not sure I know how to hear from God. Let me tell you the easiest way to hear from God. You ready for this? Just tell God, whatever you say, I'll do it. Be open. You know, why would God tell you something if he knew you weren't going to do it? But guess what? If you'd be an Abraham that would say, God, I don't even know what the question is. I don't even know where the destination is. I don't even know what you're, what you're going to say. But before you even say it, my answer is yes. I'm open. If you're going to move forward, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be honest about where you're at. You're going to have to be open to where God wants you to go. But then number three, check this out. You're going to have to be intentional. Everybody look at your neighbor. Tell them, be intentional. You're going to have to be intentional about taking the next steps. Check this out. Verse 4, God had told Abram, go to the land I'm going to lead you to. And what is Abram's response in verse 4? So Abram did what? Abram went as the Lord had told him. God said, go, Abram went. God said, move, Abram moved. Simple as that. Or is it? 
I mean, think about this. Have, have you ever thought about this? How do you go to a place where you don't know where you're going? <laughs> like God didn't tell Abram where he was going. God just told him where to leave. <laughs> leave where you're at and go. How, like, how do I get where? If I, Some of you are like, I know I need to move forward. I don't even know where I'm going. How do I get there? Here it is. One step at a time. How did Abram get to where God was leading him? He just took one intentional step at a time. God didn't tell him everything about it. He just said, go, and I will, I will guide you. I will lead you. Let me just ask you, what are some intentional steps that you could take towards God this year? I mean, I don't know what they might be. I, I just thought of a few suggestions <laughs> that I put down in your notes. I mean, letter A, you might just do this. Maybe you would just decide, I'm going to commit this year to connect with God's word on a consistent basis. Like, just imagine if you just decided, I'm going to do everything within my power to at least read the Bible at least five times a week this year. Where would you be in 365 days from now if you did that, like, at least five times a week? I guarantee you, you'd be closer to God then than you are now. And all you did was just take an intentional step, one little step at a time. You say, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. I'll tell you, it's never been easier than it is right now. I mean, you, how many of you have a smartphone? Come on, right? You have a smartphone? All you do is you download the YouVersion Bible app. You go on there, and there are thousands of plans to help you connect with the Word of God on a daily basis. Some of you say, I don't, I don't want to do that. All right, if you don't want that one, get the LifeGate app and open it up. In there, we have a daily soap Bible study plan for you. Come on, you can do it, and it's right there at your fingertips. Some of you are like, well, I don't want that one. Well, you're picky, all right? I'm just saying. <laughs> but even if you don't want that one, find a plan. I don't even care what it is, but just say, I'm going to take a daily step towards God intentionally connecting with his word. Here's another one. Maybe you would decide this is going to be the year that I'm going to commit myself to being consistent and faithful to worship in the house of God. I know I say it every year, and some of y'all get tired of saying it every year, but y'all still don't do it, so I'm going to keep saying it every year. (laughs) What if you decided? What if you decided this year is going to be the year? What would your life be like in one year from now if you went to church 52 times this year? I guarantee you. It'd be better than it is now. You'd be closer to God than you are right now if you just took that one little intentional step. I'm just telling you, when you come to church on a Sunday, it ain't, it ain't one Sunday that's going to change your life. I know my sermons are good, but they ain't that good. But you know what will change your life? Consistently just taking little small steps week after week after week after week. What if you did this? What if you said everything they got in that whole church for one year, I'm going to do everything they got. I'm going to go to church on Sunday. I'm going to get in a life group. I'm going to go through life track. I'm going to come to the, to the worship nights that are, that are on, the, on the Sunday evenings. I, I'm going to get in the men's group and the women's group. If you're a lady, don't get in the men's group. You know what I'm saying. But every single thing they have in that church for one year, I'm going to do it and commit myself to it. That would be a small step that would make a big difference in your life. What if you said, man, I'm going to get in a life group and I'm going to connect with some people that, that are going to help me, that are walking forward with me? What if you said, I'm going to find a place to serve? I'll tell you, the greatest place that you will grow this year is if you decide to begin leading something, serving somewhere. Nothing makes you grow more than knowing that, hey, you know what? i got a whole group of people coming to my house and I'm their life group leader. I better know this lesson before they get there. How many know what I'm saying? 
Just small steps. What if in your family you decide, man, I'm going to take some steps to spend more time with my kids, or I'm going to take steps and really take that tithe challenge and see what will happen there. I'm going to take steps of faith in areas of my life. How do you move towards God? You've got to be honest about where you're at. You've got to be open to wherever God wants you to go. You've got to be intentional about taking the next steps. And then number four, write this one down. You've got to be steady. Everybody say be steady. Be steady. Don't quit. Just keep moving. Look what it says about Abram in Genesis 12, verse 8. It says, and he moved on from there to the hill country. Not the hill country we know. Different hill country. (laughs) East of Bethel. And pitched his tent between Bethel to the west of Ai and to the east. And he built an altar there and prayed to God. And look at what it says in verse 9. And Abram kept moving steadily, making his way south towards the Negev. Notice these Incredible words. There's so much power in these three little words. He kept moving steadily. He kept moving and he didn't quit. That's how progress happens. That's how we move towards God. We keep moving no matter what happens. In fact, this is what we see. As you continue to study the story of Abram over and over and over, he had opportunities to quit. He had opportunities to settle down, but he didn't. He kept moving steadily ahead. In fact, in your notes, I just put down just a couple of them. I mean, first of all, Abram kept moving even though he faced some problems. Look at this in verse 10. Then a famine came to the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live. And it was a, it was a hard famine. Like, check this out. Many of us, I think we think, like, okay, I'm going to move towards God. I'm doing what he's called me to do. And here's what's going to happen. He's going to miraculously open, just split the sea, and I'm just going to walk across. And it's just everything's going to be good. It's going to be so easy and no problems. But that's not what happened for Abram. Abram said go, or God said go. Abram went, and what happened? What was the very next thing that happened? He faced a famine. And not just a famine. The Bible says it was a hard famine. Let me just tell you something. If you're going to move towards God, it's going to be hard. There will be problems. There will be struggles. Some of you are saying, Pastor, be more positive. Okay, I'm positive. It's going to be hard. (laughs) There are going to be problems. You're going to face struggles. But you keep moving anyway. Notice this, letter B. Abram kept moving even though he faced problems. But then he kept moving even though he had made mistakes. Look at this, verse 11. As he drew near to Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, look. We, both, uh, we know that you're a beautiful woman. And when the Egyptians see you, they're going to say, aha, that's his wife, and they're going to kill me. <laughs> and I don't want to die. So let's do this. You did me a favor. You tell them you're my sister, and because of you, they'll welcome me and let me live. Did you hear that? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Abram, the guy who would be Abraham, father Abraham, the father of our faith. And he did what? <laughs> he lied? He gave his wife to other people to protect himself. I mean, how many would say, he messed up? (laughs) But even though he messed up, he didn't let the problems or the mistakes keep him from continuing to move forward. And guess what? If you decide to move towards God this year, you'll mess up. You'll make mistakes. But you keep moving forward steadily. Look at this. Let her see. Check this out. He kept moving forward even though some people didn't go with him. Look at this in Genesis 13 and 5. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, was also rich in sheep and cattle and tents, but the land couldn't support both of them, and they had too many possessions, so they couldn't live there. And quarrels broke out between Abram's shepherd and Lot's shepherds and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and all the other ites that lived in that land. At that time, they began to fight, and Abram said to Lot, 
let's not have all this fighting between us, between your shepherds and my shepherds. After all, we're family. Look around. Isn't there plenty of land there? Let's separate. If I go left, you go right. And if I go right, you go left. Let me just tell you something. If you're going to move forward, there are going to be people that won't go with you. Abram and Lot weren't on the same page. They weren't going in the same direction. And they came to a place where they had to part ways. And let me just tell you, as, as your pastor who loves you, some of you, the reason that you haven't moved in a long time is because you have some relationships. You have some people in your life that are going in a different, pulling you in a different direction than what God wants for you. And this year, if you're going to move forward, you're going to have to make some, some hard decisions to say there are some people I'm going to have to separate from. There are some relationships I'm going to have to redefine in order to move towards God. And let me just be real clear. If that person is your wife or your husband, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) The Bible speaks very clearly about that as well. But you work on that. You get counseling, you do whatever you got to do. But some of you got some friends, maybe even some family members that are holding you back. Here's the deal. God's calling us. Pack your bags. We're moving. We're not just moving into a new building. We're moving forward. It's a new season, a new day, a new time, and I am calling you not to settle where you're at, to be honest about where I'm at. Man, I need, man, I need to move, to be open to whatever God says and wherever he would lead, to be intentional about taking steps that move us in that direction and to be steady and don't quit. Even, even when I face problems and make mistakes and others don't go with me, I'm going to keep going in the direction that God has called me to go. And I'll tell you, this is my heart and my job, really my passion as your pastor, to help you make that move to help you to move in that direction. In fact, the Bible describes a pastor as a shepherd. You know what a shepherd does? A shepherd leads. A shepherd guides. A shepherd directs. Sometimes the shepherd takes a little staff and kind of gives a little whip on the rear end of the sheep and says, get going. And I know some of you are thinking, well, man, this sermon, like you're kind of in our face today. And I, and I tell you, like in a loving pastoral way, yeah, pack your bags. Not time to get going. In fact, I know that this is what God wants to say because last night I decided to listen to a podcast. I hadn't even listened to the podcast this guy in a long time. You know what he said? Exact same thing that I that I'm saying right here. In fact, to use this illustration, I loved it. He said, you know, when you're sitting at a red light, anybody ever said a red light before? And then the people in front of you are looking at their phone and then they don't go and you get stuck in the next cycle of the red light. You know what I'm saying? And you know what you want to do? You, you, you want to, you know, if you're a Christian, you're going you're gonna to lovingly give them a little, uh, little beep, beep. You know what I'm saying? But in your mind, what you're really wanting to do is go honk, honk. You know what I'm saying? Get going, right? And as your pastor, here's what I'm doing today. I'm just saying, beep, beep. Time to go. Let's get moving. Pack your bags. Moving forward. It's too long. We've been, we've been where we're at. You've been, you've been where you're at for too long, and it's time. It's time to just begin to move once again to the land, to the place, to the promise that God has for us. In fact, I, I want to end with this, with this verse. I love the way it says it in Genesis chapter 14 and verse 17. Look what it says. God's speaking to Abram again, and he says, everything you see, the whole land spread out before you. 
I'll give it to you and to your children forever. I'll make your descendants like dust, like counting your descendants will be impossible just as counting the stars and the dust on the earth is impossible. So here's what I want you to do. Get on your feet and do what? And get moving. Walk through the country, its length and its breadth, and everywhere you step, that's what I'm giving to you. Lovingly, as your pastor, I just want to say what same thing that God said to Abram. Time to get on your feet. It's time to pack all your stuff. Beep, beep, beep. It's time to get moving. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today, Lord? Thank you for your word. It speaks to our hearts. God, thank you, Lord, that I just feel today so in sync with what you are wanting to say, not only to LifeGate Church and each individual, but what you are saying to even to the church as a whole. We've been settled too long. It's time to move. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed today, some of you are here today and you've never made that move towards God. Maybe some of you would, you would say, I've never never received Jesus Christ as my Savior. Others of you would say, I, at one time, like I was serving God, but I'm not where I need to be with Him today. Maybe, maybe you have drifted backwards. You stopped moving, and now you find yourself having drifted. You look up and you go, wow, that's where I was, but this is where I am. I don't even know how I got there. Today is the day. Here's the good news. The Bible says, and James, if you will draw near to God, he will draw near to you. But you got to make the first move. You got to take this first step. If you just take one step, if you just inch towards him, he will come running towards you. <laughs>